Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. And welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Chris Ansler. Our guest today is Michael Alden with Blue Vase. How are you doing, Mike? Fabulous, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. Good that you're here. Tell us about yourself, your background, your studies, and maybe some of the projects you've been working on. Sure. Well, uh, you know, it's it's funny. I'm on a podcast called The Future Tech, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not really a tech guy, right? It's like, well, what are you doing here, Mike? You know, I uh, you know, so my background is interesting. I'm a, I'm an attorney by trade. I um, I, I started out getting involved in business in the world of direct response. Uh, you know, advertising, marketed uh, products and services. Uh, on television, the radio, uh, a little bit of the, uh, of the internet, and uh, I took my company Blue Vase from nothing. Uh, we started it in 2009 and have grown it out to a company that's been recognized in Inc. Magazine. I've been recognized in uh, Smart CEO Magazine, Boston Business Journal. Been on, you know, been featured in Yahoo Finance, Entrepreneur.com. I was in an article actually with Tim, alongside Tim Draper and a couple other, you know, you know, people that are in the cryptocurrency world. And uh, and so I, I'm, you know, primarily someone who who again markets products and services that have a positive impact on people's lives. And, you know, I got to this point where, where I'm on your podcast now and, and, and a bunch of others uh, talking about the world of cryptocurrency, but realizing, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that I'm not necessarily an, an expert. In fact, there, there can't really be very many experts in this world because it's still such a new industry, but I'm just so excited about the opportunity uh, and, and the ability uh, for the average everyday person uh, to benefit from it. So that's kind of a quick, brief overview of you know, how we got to, to, to where I am today. I've written, you know, several books, three Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestsellers. My first one is titled Ask More, Get More, How to Earn More, Save More, Live More Just by Asking. My second one is titled 5% More, How Anybody, then the premise behind 5% More is how anybody can do anything 5% more and achieve extraordinary results. And my latest uh, bestseller, Wall Street Journal, USA Today is titled Blueprint to Business, uh, where I really show people what it's like to be an entrepreneur. And then maybe the one that we'll probably talk about today is my, the one I also just literally put out called Crushing Crypto, how, how anybody can build a fortune in cryptocurrency. So that's kind of a quick, fast, and down and dirty, <laughs> uh, you know, bio on, on who I am. Yeah, well, very good. So that 5% more, we all seem to have just a little bit more effort that we can put behind it. Um, talk to us more about just that, slight additional effort in anything that you, you do. Yeah, you know, so it's an interesting story too. You know, I I, uh, I was in a, I'll tell you how it all happened, right? I was in a spinning class. I didn't have a, I didn't have a, uh, an idea for a second book. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm in the spinning class, you know, I'm a pretty big dude. And, and we get to the end of the class at 45 minutes. And if you've ever been in one, you got an instructor in the front of the room and you're usually listening to like EDM music or something and, and they're getting you fired up. And she says, look, this is a 45 minute class. We have five minutes left. And she says, for these last five minutes, I want you to give me 5% more effort. She says, if you give me 5% more effort, you're going to burn more calories. Your heart rate's going to increase. When you get off the bike and you sit down, your metabolic rate's going to stay increased. You're going to burn more calories just by, just, 
due, due to the fact of, of your resting heart rate. And then ultimately, you're going to live a healthier and happier life. And, and it just clicked, man. I looked around the whole room. There was a, to my right, there was a pregnant woman uh, riding the bike. And everybody, different ages, races, ethnicities, everybody seemed to give that little bit of extra effort. And then I said, man, I wonder what it would look like if we took that and applied that philosophy you know, throughout our daily life. And the first thing I said, well, there's got to be another book out there like it. And there wasn't. I spent a lot of time researching it and, uh, and, and, and there just wasn't. And when I started to look at the science, again, me not as a tech guy, not a science guy, I'm, I'm a lawyer by trade, uh, I'm not a math guy, but I started to really start to dive into human psychology uh, and business a, a lot more. And, and I actually started even looking at what I've done in business throughout my career and how we've done things. What I realized was is that we've just tried a little bit harder. We've worked a little bit longer. We, we've, we've spent a little, a little bit more time than everybody else. And, and, and you know, the, a lot of times, and I actually recently kind of posted about this, I just turned 43, and a lot of times you want to give up, man. Like, I, I, you know, there are times where I just want to curl up in my basement and just call it a day. And it happens pretty frequently in the world of, of being an entrepreneur. But at the same time, you have to be, have a certain level of self-awareness that, that you're there, like that, it, that you're at that almost – you know, make it or break it type point. And so if you just truly can give that little extra effort on a day-to-day basis, that stuff works. When, you know, when you talk about 10Xing your, you know, your, your, uh, you know, your sales or 10Xing your income, that's not a reality. And it's not a reality because the human physiology, in other words, the way our brains are wired, it just doesn't work. However, if you just gave a little bit more effort on a daily basis and each day you compound on it, that works. There's science behind that that shows that our brains, in fact, do work that way. And you take that and you apply it to virtually any aspect of your life, things really start to happen. By the way, 5% is an arbitrary number. It just came to me from that spinning class, right? Um, but anybody can do anything just a little bit more and compound it. And in fact, and, and it's kind of even got me to where I'm at today. Like, I knew nothing about cryptocurrency. I knew nothing about mining or some of the things we're talking about. I didn't know, you know, it, it, it was foreign to me. And, and, and it was so foreign to me that I pushed it away when it was originally introduced to me in 2014, because, you know, quite frankly, like most people, you know, you just didn't want to look stupid. You didn't want to sound stupid, you know, but then when I realized what it was and not necessarily just making money and the application of blockchain and, and, and how it can change industries and change lives and save lives and make this world a better place, I'm, I'm all in, man. I'm just, this is the future. We're living in it right now. Yeah, and it's amazing going back to the, that incremental change, how much that does in the, in the long term. I've, I've had a lot of experiments with that. And, you know, there's, you go back to like New Year's resolutions as a prime example of trying to 10x something and how many people burn out on those resolutions before the end of January. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it's not, um, it's not sustainable, right? It's just not sustainable. Yeah. Some people might be able to do it for a little bit of time. But it's really just not sustainable. And, and you, it's great how you tie that. And that's the, to the diet industry. That's usually what it is. You, 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 I mean, look, if you've been eating pizza and Chinese food and, 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 and you know, drinking beer on the weekends for the past 10 years, it's not realistic for you to go to eating boiled chicken, broccoli, and drinking water. You know, but what, real, what is realistic is, okay, so you've been eating, you know, three pizzas a week. Let's, let's cut, I mean, I talk about that, 5% less, right? So let's just do a little bit less of that, you know, and let's, let's go from, you know, from, from walking, you know, just from, from your couch to your refrigerator, from walking from your couch to your refrigerator to, you know, down the stairs. That's why some of those programs like the, um, uh, from your couch to 5K, those are somewhat realistic because they realize that people are just, you know, couch potatoes. But you, you know, 
the, the big phase in the fitness industry, you know, is the CrossFit and it's starting to kind of taper off now. But people, <laughs> so many injuries that were happening is like, oh man, I'm just going to, I'm going to get off my couch. And I'm going to go into CrossFit. I'm going to do, I'm going to do Tough Mudder. I'm going to do all these other things. And people are blowing out their knees, their shoulders and, and, and getting injured because they're not ready. You know, do things slowly. And, and when you realize it, when you compound on it and just get a little bit better each, each and every day, things will start to happen. And, the, and back just to circle back to what you said, if you fall off the wagon like everybody does, that's okay, you know, because, you, you, you know, you can just get back on. You don't have to worry about, you know, that you've made this, this huge mistake. No, you just made, you just, you know, you just made a mistake. You cheated. You fell off, whatever. Get back on, you know, and, and that's the stuff that works. Slow, incremental baby steps. Agreed. Now, earlier you mentioned you started to get involved with cryptocurrency in 2014. What, what introduced you to that, and how would you describe your journey up to now with cryptocurrency and the things that you've learned? Yeah, right. So here's the interesting thing. What, what I said was is I was introduced to it in 2014. So I was introduced oh, okay. to it in 2000. Yeah. And, and so in 2014, I, um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got a bunch of different businesses from direct response to uh, we own our own vodka to obviously selling books to, to selling dietary supplements. Uh, and now obviously in the crypto space, uh, you know, I, I own an escape room. I do all these different things. And so there was an artist that I, uh, I fell in love with his artwork. I started buying his artwork. And I said, as the classic entrepreneur, I can take this guy and make him famous, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to, take my, my marketing and my entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial skills and I'm going to make him famous and do all these things with him. And I was wrong. Um, but I started, I did start getting him in galleries. I got him in Art Basel, which is the largest art show in the world. And so we were doing some cool things. And, um, you know, I, I essentially uh, retained him, right. As, as like kind of, he was only going to create the art that he creates. We, we had the exclusive right to sell it, you know? And so, and so he said to me, Mike, you can start this is 2014. Mike, you can start paying me in Bitcoin. And I was like, what is Bitcoin? <laughs> I said, I don't even know what that is, man. And he's like, well, he starts explaining it to me. And it was at the time, it was like 400 bucks. He's like, you should buy a bunch and just pay me in that. And I'm like, look, man, you know, he's, he was a bit of a free spirit. He's like a classic gypsy. He'll go and live anywhere and do anything. It just doesn't really matter to him. And, and I'm like, nah, that just seems weird to me. I'm just not going to do it. And I didn't understand it. And so I literally just said, no, I'm just going to pay you the, in the traditional sense. 2014, Bitcoin was at 400 bucks. And then uh, later on, you know, a couple of years later, you know, I start to, you know, every day I hear a little bit more about cryptocurrency. And then I'm in the infomercial world, right? So I, I sell products and services on TV. And I had people approach me and say, Mike, let's do an infomercial on cryptocurrency. I'm like, I don't even – what – Someone explained it to me, like even the people that said I should do something, they couldn't even explain it to me. So yet again, I just kind of pushed it away. And then just, but the more and more I just kept, kept, kept getting hit with it and the more and more high net worth people and, and some of the speaking engagements that I, that I would participate in and I would be on stage with other people and they're, they're talking about it. It, it's, it just, it's, I'm like, I have to study this. I have to learn about this because I'm sitting around and in rooms where there's literally 100 millionaires and billionaires and multimillionaires, and they're talking about this cryptocurrency stuff, um, I felt as though that I wasn't able to effectively, you know, provide and add value in, in these conversations because I just didn't, didn't understand it. And then when it really clicked with me was back in, I want to say, uh, like August of last year of, of 2017. I mean, that's how long I've really been in it. And so, and by the way, I'm, I'm like everybody else, right? But so back then, uh, I'm, at, I'm sitting at the Wind Towers in uh, in Las Vegas, which is the uh, which is the the private pool area uh, at the Wind. Okay, and so you have to be staying at the Wind Towers. There, and I'm with some other guys, and they're in my cabana, 
and 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 they're talking about Bitcoin and they're talking about cryptocurrency. And Steve Wynn walked right by. It was somewhat surreal because you know he's you know such a huge huge you know entrepreneur himself. And and I said that's it, man. I'm like I have to study this. So I came back back here in Boston and I started studying you know Bitcoin cryptocurrency almost like I studied for the bar exam. And I first you know the first part of that journey was I said, well, I have to, you know, let, let me buy some. Let me just see what it's like. Let me let me figure out how to open up a wallet. Let me figure out how to get in, you know, get on an exchange. Let me go through the, you know, the process. And and it was it was foreign. It was different. It was scary and, you know, because I didn't know it. But the only way to really learn something is either to do it or to teach it. And so I said, well, first let me let me start doing it and then I'll start teaching it later. And what I realized from there is that when I started talking about it, and I again I sell all sorts of products, and my books have sold all over the world, and 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 you know we're doing great things with them. But I, I have a hard time getting my my own personal inner circle, like of family members, to buy one of my books that could truly change their life. When they started hearing what I was doing with cryptocurrency, they're like, "Mike, we want in. Show us how." And I was like, "Wow, man! Like, okay, so so there's something there's something to this." And so then I just was like, "All right, well." Let me continue to educate people. I just want to educate people. That's all I want to do. I want to give the information. Which, and, I'm, and I tell people all the time, I'm not an expert. I started out saying this. I'm a bit of a neophyte. Uh, I'm trying to learn as much as I can, but I know more than most now. And so I just want people to get at least get that base level of information. And what you do with it from there is really up to you. Nice. And so this is what you talk about in Crushing Crypto, yes? That's exactly it. So I wrote Crushing Crypto fast, man. I mean, my books usually take one to two years, right? And so... You know, I wrote this in, in months and, and, you know, so let me just say this, I'm not going to want a Pulitzer Prize for this, you know, but, but I will, but what I will do is, is give the average everyday person the base level information so that they can understand this world in a way that, you know, I tell, tell people when I don't understand something, talk to me like I'm in second grade. And, and, and that, that's the, the really kind of the best way to communicate to people something that's foreign to them. And so I wrote Crushing Crypto originally for my friends, my relatives, and, and my, literally my neighbors. I got a neighbor that is a, um, he's a veterinarian, and he was texting me, Mike, can I, you know, can I come over and can we sit down and can we talk about, you know, uh, you know Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency and all these other things? I said, sure, man, let's do it. By the way, he hasn't done it yet because money's probably busy. But, you know, again, a lot of times people are just afraid. You know, when you hear about the term FUD, right, which is the big thing in our in our world, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. But fear, uncertainty, and doubt excludes people. It 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 also it 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 creates this this what I call if I had only syndrome. If I'd only got back, you know, if I'd only listened to Mike, if I only picked up his book, if I only studied it, if I'd only done this, I wonder what would my life would look like. And I've lived through those moments, man. Like I I was in law school. You know, during uh, you know during the during the dot com boom, and I was broke. I didn't have any money. You know, and even after law school, when I passed the bar exam, and, and the real estate market was booming, and you people were flipping houses like you know the average people who didn't know anything about real estate figured it out, and they were flipping houses. I didn't have the money to do that, and I'm also not a very you know handy guy. And so you know we weren't around. You and I, you might have been. I don't know, maybe you know, but I wasn't around in the late 1800s. Uh, during the gold rush, right? Uh, so, yeah. so there were all these opportunities throughout life, you know, throughout history that I've never been a part of. And there's been a bunch of small ones in between, you know, the marijuana industry. I have never even smoked a cigarette, so it doesn't really interest me. It's not my thing. I've, I've seen how drugs have ruined people's lives, so I don't care how much money can be made. It's not something I'm passionate about. But there's all these different industries and booms and all these other things that have come my way or, or, or passed by me 
because I just was it just the timing wasn't right and or I didn't have the resources and I didn't I didn't know people. I didn't have brokerage accounts. I didn't have money. I didn't have any of that stuff. Most people still don't. But within the world of cryptocurrency, anybody can get involved and anybody can learn about it and anybody can throw a hundred bucks at, you know, opening up a Coinbase account or Binance or whatever it is and, and, and start to benefit from it. And that to me is exciting. So I've been screaming about this from the rooftops. I reached out to you, right? Because I wanted to come on your podcast because I know you got a big reach and I just want people to pay attention. That's why I wrote Crushing Crypto. That's why I'm here and that's why I'm so excited. That's, that's really cool to hear. It's, it's funny because... I'm in, in a very similar boat and the people that I talk to about cryptocurrency, I mention it and they get super excited and want to know more. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting to that teaching phase as well and it, where it makes more sense. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you have the naysayers still, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up to, you know, apartments I go to. And, oh, no, I don't. I, I think it's better to get involved in, you know, X, Y or Z. And. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, we're at the forefront of something amazing. We're at the the, the beginning of this, you know, uh, almost uh, widespread adoption. You know, we're right before that. So it's it's interesting talking to people and and seeing the level of excitement or the big level of fear, um, just very polarizing. So what are your uh, what are your comments on that and the people that you yeah i mean so so you know uh, i don't know if you heard of zig ziglar but he's a you know a motivational speaker he's written a bunch of books he wrote the book called see at the top i recommend it to anybody who who, who wants to just motivate themselves and I, I had an opportunity to meet him and have dinner with him and he's you know to me he's like a deity and and, and you know he passed away a few years ago but um you know he, he says fear is false evidence appearing as real and so so, so fear is is a, is a healthy thing, right? It it it's it, it as humans, it, you know, the the fight or flight type thing, right? And so, so it's there for a reason. It's there because it's so that we can truly use our instincts in order to make decisions. The the, the problem is, is though, is that people use that fear is truly and like I had in 2014. And what happens is, is they just they just pass by that opportunity because of that fear. And so you have to, and such basic stuff, man, like all the stuff I talk about in all my books and everything I've ever done has to be basic because I'm a basic guy. Like I, I, need, I need it to be, again, down to that second grade level so that I can understand it. Even, you know, when I was in law school, I just tried to really, for myself, just try and break things down so that it was just really, really basic, you know? So, so the, the, the challenge is, is that people are fearful. They're fearful be, because of they're 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 looking at the media and in in you know when bitcoin is dipping it's all of a sudden you know the world is crashing in or when there's a hack or whatever it is it's something new okay so the only thing that i know really in life the only thing that's constant is in fact change and so people are fearful of change people are fearful of of becoming um you know uncomfortable and including me okay including every human being but you need to be able to recognize that and say, all right, well, I'm going to put myself in that unco uncomfortable situation. In fact, you know, when I, you know, you and I talked earlier about, you know, you sent me over the questions and I usually don't look at questions, but my assistant knows me and she's like, you just look at them, you know, and there were some questions that were kind of almost tied more to tech type stuff. When I told you I'm not a tech guy, but, but I'm not, not going to come on your podcast and talk about the things that I think are important to people because some of the questions I might not really be able to answer really to, you know, to, to your liking. I'm still going to add value. So I could have easily just said, you know what, man, 
boy, some of those questions, I'm not going to be able to answer them. So therefore, I'm not going to come on the podcast and share the information. That's crazy. And that's what a lot of people do. And so my point with all that stuff in cryptocurrency, and this is why, again, I wrote Crushing Crypto, is that I just want people to, to overcome their fears. I want you to understand that, you know, you know what, you, what we're really talking about right now in this world, that you really are living in, in, in one of the greatest times in the history of this world, in the history of mankind, where the blockchain technology, which is the underlying technology that is really supporting this whole world of cryptocurrency, is changing the world uh, every second. And there are new industries, industries that are creating and that are probably being created right now as you and I are talking that you and I don't even know about as a result of blockchain technology. So when I, get, when I think about fear and I think about what's happening right now, please listen to what I'm saying Try and understand whether you buy my book or whether you watch my videos or whatever, 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 it doesn't really matter what you do with me. I just want people to get involved so that, so that they can look back in life and say, you know what, man, I lived during that time and I was able to take advantage of that opportunity. Because when you think about what I talked about earlier, real estate, stock market, okay, most people just don't have the resources, they don't have the time, and it is complicated. Cryptocurrency, just that term in and of itself, is scary, right? We were talking about like crypto. They should, Change. I understand it's based off of cryptography, right? Maybe if they called it something else, uh, more people would uh, more people would would it would be less fearful of it. But the fear people need to get over because there's going to be a point where it is going to be too late. Uh, you know, I, as I told you earlier, I was just at a conference in New York in in, in you know, over the weekend, um, but it, it really still is the beginning of the beginning, and and that's exciting. And so you're here, you're now, it's now, you're alive. Um, and you are in, have the, uh, the ability to take advantage of the greatest opportunity of our lives. Whether you invest in cryptocurrency or whether you take advantage of the blockchain technology as an entrepreneur, as a business person, as a, as a stay-at-home mom, okay, whatever it is, you just need to pay attention because you'd never want to be that person that said, if I'd have only done it. Yeah, and that, that kind of ties in really well with the 5% more. I, I think about someone that I talked to recently about getting in, you know, getting a wallet and, and getting in um, to, you know, the space. And they said, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to have a ton of money to get into this. You can start with whatever amount you like, a, a small amount, a, an incremental amount, you know, just do like 20 bucks a month start with that or whatever. But that just that small effort, as you mentioned earlier, is going to compound over time. Yeah, I mean, like you said, so here's another thing too. I'll, I'll say, and I talk about this briefly in the book, is that a lot of people. So right now, I think I haven't looked, uh, but I think Bitcoin's just hovering right around ten thousand. At one point, it, it hit almost twenty, and you know who knows where it's going to go. But but I think a lot of people think that okay, well, because Bitcoin's ten thousand, it's too late for me, or I have to buy ten thousand dollars. No, you could buy literally a dollar in Bitcoin. So so you know when you actually, if you go back to two thousand nine. And you and you and you get to the, to late to to December of 2017. One dollar invested in Bitcoin in 2009, and you get to that point in 2017 was worth over 30 million dollars. That's a real number, and it sounds crazy to say. You know, it's it's here's the best part about it. I had one of my lawyers uh, said, "Well, Mike, how can we substantiate that?" And I said, "Well, here's the great news." Well, one, we have the blockchain, okay? Two, you have the historical data. You can just easily just show that, right? And so some people might think, well, man, it's too late for me. No, it's not too late. It's, it's the beginning. And you could just buy $1. You know what I mean? You can, you can open up a Coinbase account for nothing. It doesn't cost you. You can open up a, an account with some of these other trading platforms or some of these other digital wallets, and it doesn't cost you anything. But just do it first, you know? And then, and then just, you know, 
like we talked about the 5%, you know, maybe, you know, uh, depending on your comfort level, just take those baby steps, put a dollar in, put five bucks a week in, put five bucks a month in, whatever it is, just learn about it, read about it. Um, and then just take those steps that, you know, that, that, that you're comfortable with, whatever your budget, you know, can, uh, can afford. You know, I have friends that, that have families that have ton, you know, they have a buddy of mine, he's got three kids and a wife and, you know, a house and, and, you know, in a mortgage and all this other stuff. And he doesn't have a lot of expendable income, you know, but he started out, he put 200 bucks in and he put another 200 and I think he might've put a total of $500 into a Coinbase account. Uh, and then it, you know, it jumped up to, it doubled. I mean, right now it's, you know, come back down a little bit, but it doubled. And he was like, so excited about that. You know, that's a lot of money for a lot of people. Now there are, I have other friends that have done the same thing and sold and capitalized on it and converted it into, into, you know, into the dollar. And again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not giving people financial advice and you got to really, really be careful with that. I just, what I'm saying is, is that like you said, you could just throw a little bit at it. You know, like I think, um, Tony Robbins said, and a few other people have said, look, you know, put in as much as you as much as you can, so long as you're willing to lose whatever it is you put in. That's a great way to to get involved or get started with it. So you were talking about the NAC conference earlier. What were your experiences there? Yeah, so it was my first conference, uh, and uh, you know, I wanted to go to the one in Miami, and I just 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 with all my other things that I'm doing, I just haven't wasn't able to. And and there's one coming up in in Dubai, and I'll, I'll probably go to that in April. And and so it was my first one, and I was I was excited and uh, and 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 had and a little nervous too, right? Because it's new for me. It's a new industry in in the world of direct response. Uh, you know, I've been on TV 24 hours a day, seven days a week for close to 10 years. And in in my world, you know, people know me and I know them. And so when I go to these conferences, it's like you know we're just patting each other on the back, saying hey, what's up? You know, this time though for me it was it was new. And it was and, and so I sat there and and it was a you know eight hours. Um, and I just listened to presentations and listened to different people talk about different technologies and and the application of the blockchain and, and some of the you know some of the negative things that are happening and some of the and some of the great things that are happening and then just you know in the in between the breaks just meeting people and talking to them about their experiences and and what they're doing and what they're seeing and so for me again because I am you know all in uh, in the world of cryptocurrency and because I am a student of, of anything that I do I realize that in order for me to to really educate myself and benefit and capitalize on this world. I just need to learn more. And so it happened to be in New York. I'm in Boston. I took the train. I got up at four in the morning, took, took a 6 a.m. train, was there at 10 and, 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 and just, you know, and just tried to immerse myself in it. And so my takeaway from that conference, a lot of people have asked me that is um, it, it really is the beginning. And some, you know, there were some, you know, some rocks, rock stars there, you know, Nick Spanos or Spanos. He's the guy that was in the the documentary called Banking on Bitcoin, he was one of the first people to to create a, a uh, truly a trading floor for Bitcoin. If you if you haven't watched that documentary, again, it's called Banking on Bitcoin. It's on Netflix. I recommend everybody watch it. And, and he was one of the key characters or key uh, adopters of Bitcoin. And he was there and, you know, to sit there and talk with somebody who um, who's truly an innovator and, and who saw what what we now all see way before us is just kind of awesome. And um, so it really is the beginning. The technology is 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 evolving over time, and uh, and 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 the adoption rate is slowly starting to happen as well. With in other words, where people are using it. I, I just got a um, I got a shift card, right? Which is a which is essentially a debit card that's tied to my Coinbase account into into my Bitcoin wallet. And so you know you can you know the things like that where you know you can use that to go and buy coffee. I actually didn't <laughs> I didn't use it yet. Uh, I was going to use it today before we got on this podcast. Um, 
but so the adoption rate for the use of cryptocurrency is definitely something that was was talked about a little bit. And and one of the big themes was, and this is why I'm doing your podcast, and I'm going to do as many as I possibly can, is that people just need to learn about it. And people need to understand that, you know, for instance, cryptocurrency is serving so many great purposes, but there are 4 billion people on this planet that are that are uh, that are what we call unbankable, right? They can't open a bank account for whatever reason. There are people on this planet because of just where they were born. They truly have no identity, and that's just crazy to think about. Like they don't have a name, a real name. They don't have any sort of, you know, way to 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 independently verify who they are. And that's imagine imagine living like that. But there are people like that, and so they they, they just they're just impoverished. They're literally just. I don't know. They're just they're they're just trying to live and eat and and breathe, but they can't prosper because of the world uh, that we're living in now. Cryptocurrency is changing that for people. It's allowing people to to open up an account to to start to trade and then start to build up to build up truly essentially a digital identity. And then from there, you know, if they need to you know take things to another level, then it's like okay, well, I have some sort of history. Here I am, you know. So there are companies and there are you know, coins, right. That are, that are, that are, that are helping those people. And that's awesome. You know I mean? That that's, it's inspiring. It's changing people's lives. And so that, um, I, I left the NAC three conference, uh, being more inspired, uh, and just more excited about this world. And I can't wait to go to, to the, to, to the rest of them that are coming up. That's awesome. And you have a, a really passion, passionate energy for, for all of this. And it's good to, good to hear that. And I know that more people are going to want to check out your, uh, especially crushing crypto, to get involved with that. Any final thoughts before we wrap up today? You know, that's it, man. Again, I just want to thank you, you know, for having me on. And, and again, you could tell my theme is I, I just want people to pay attention. You know, whether you pick up my book, Crushing Crypto, it, you know, is is to me is is you know, people said to me that I one guy said to me said, Mike, you know, you you've generated hundreds of millions of dollars. You got great businesses. You do, you know, you're doing a lot of things. Like, why do this? And, 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 you know, money is important. You know, I'd lie to you, lie to you if I say, tell you well, I wasn't making money off of, off of the things that we're selling. Of course we are. We live in a capitalist society. But, but what really excites me is the opportunity. What really excites me in the business world is to grow things and to, and, and to build things and to share with others the opportunity that is truly there. In other words, if you go out and buy a bunch of Bitcoin, I don't make money from that. If you go out and, 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 and uh, invest in whatever, I'm not making money from that. But but I want people to prosper. I want people to really, to, to truly understand that this is the greatest opportunity of your life. And, and it really is. And, and I'm not the only one saying, and I'm not just some fast talker from Boston who's telling you, you know, that it is there, you know, the biggest people in the world are saying it. And like you had mentioned earlier, there are naysayers, you know, but it doesn't really matter, you know, pay attention to it, spend some time. I wrote Crushing Crypto to do my best to give people that information so that they can then make an informed decision. So great chat with you today, Michael. What's the best place people can contact you or find out more about Blue Vase? Sure. You, you can find out more about me. Uh, it actually is probably the easiest way. Is, uh, so my my handle, so to speak, is at Mike Alden, A-L-D-E-N 2012. So at Mike Alden 2012. You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. You can also just go to michael-alden.com. You can find me there. Uh, and you know what? If people have questions, I'll try and answer them for you. If you want to pick up my book, you can just go to joincrushingcrypto, C-R-Y-P-T-O.com. Again, joincrushingcrypto.com. Uh, it's in a digital format. It's in an audio format. And, and uh, that's, that, that's where I am. Very good. Michael Alden with Blue Vase, thank you so much for joining us today.
And we'd like to thank everybody for listening in to the Future Tech Podcast. We'll catch you all next time. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.